Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Live from the Watchdogs Radio Studio in Atlanta, Georgia, and the Watchdogs National Office in Springdale, Arkansas, you are listening to Watchdogs Radio. Watchdogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center of Fathering. For more information, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. And now, here's the host of Watchdogs Radio, Keith Shoemaker. Well, hello from the cold, frozen tundra of Metro Atlanta. We would like to say hello to you. Good morning on the East Coast. Uh, I'm sorry, good morning on the West Coast. Good afternoon on the East Coast. I'm just getting myself together here this morning. Well, I tell you what, everybody is in the deep freeze, and I hope everybody is uh, doing well and surviving and having that hot chocolate or whatever it is. Um, we are out of school again here in Metro Atlanta, and strangely enough, it was uh, it was only on a threat. But I will say that uh, I am not going to be too critical of uh, of our school boards after what we saw last year, the uh, the ice storm that we had, the people being stranded out in the uh, road. They they kind of got a little bit gun shy this year and uh, and pulled the trigger. Um, Pretty quick, but uh, you know when they did not do that last year, they took a lot of flack for that. So it's a, it's like a pendulum; it's one way or the other. So now I guess they'll uh, they'll probably take some flack for this, and uh, and the next time we'll uh, we'll wait until it's too late. But uh, hopefully, uh, you know, just want to uh, wish them the best. We know there's a lot of stress involved in making those kind of decisions at the uh, school board level. So. Uh, we're with you. We support you, and uh, and we definitely want to uh, make sure that the kids stay safe. That's the most important thing. Well, I know it's also cold and fr- frozen tundra out there in Springdale, Arkansas. They were, uh, I believe, off uh, off school yesterday. I uh, don't know about today. Chris, did they go to school today? Uh, no, the, the no the the schools in, in Northwest Arkansas were were closed today, Keith. We. Uh, uh, you know, late Sunday night, early Monday morning, got hit with some ice about, you know, uh, you know, less than, than uh, probably a quarter inch of ice. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, had about two, anywhere from two to eight inches of snow, depending on where you lived in northwest Arkansas. Uh, a number of schools were, were outside, I mean, were canceled already Monday for, or out of school for teacher in-service or, uh, right. you know, PD days. And so half the schools that that you know went to school that were closed on Friday, you know, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. missed two days of school now. But uh, the ones that did go to school Friday were out Monday for a PD day or whatever. Right. So it's worked out nice, you know. It's been nice, and 
you know, hearing about your the the Atlanta public schools, the other counties, it's always good to err on the side of caution. Oh, exactly, and, exactly. You know, you know, and, you uh, know I recall, uh, you know, uh, you know, when I was in second and third grade, and the first time he kind of watched a video about. <laughs> about safety and drugs, the, the the common theme was, hey, better be safe than sorry. Exactly. You know, and, you know, and don't don't do it. And so, I, you know, you always need to side on the on the air of caution. And well, you know. sure, you know, Gracie's been uh, off. She was off school on Friday, and then uh, again yesterday, and then now again today. So she hasn't been to school since Thursday. Now, uh, one big thing I want to talk about uh, before we get to our guest, who is probably laughing at us talking about uh, winter in the South. But, um, you know, I, we had our donuts with Dad on Friday. And, Chris, I got to tell you this, and, and I really wanted to make a, a, a good point of this. You know, I, we've been doing our watchdogs program at our school, and we're talking about Pickett's Mill Elementary School in Ackworth, Georgia. You know, I thought maybe the, the, the shine had gone off the apple a little bit. It wasn't quite what it was before we were, you know, we just thought, you know, we were, we've got a good program, but I really thought it wasn't quite what it was at one point. And, Chris, I am happy to tell you that I was pleasantly surprised that I was horribly wrong. Uh, these guys absolutely blew it out of the water. We had uh, 275 guys, RSVP. Uh, we filled the gym. They were lined up down the hallway. We ate 1,200 donuts, Chris. <laughs> wow. Wow, twelve hundred, and I tell you, as uh, as we were putting the thing together, I certainly uh, feel for all of the the top dog coordinators in the over forty five hundred schools who were in the exact same position that I was on Thursday night. Do we have enough? Have we gotten enough? Are we ready for this? And it's it's amazing to see how it comes together. And and I tell you what, we we ran it from seven to seven forty five, and um, because of the way our school schedule is. And I'll tell you what, the guys were lined up, and they were starting in the door at uh, quarter of seven. And we we really blew it out. And I, I just, you know, I, I can't be thankful enough to the administration, to the staff, to the community. It's just amazing when you see guys come out in droves for their kids to see the smiles, the high fives, you know, all of those great things. So uh, that, that was just uh just something I wanted to put out there. I did put, uh, post some pictures on the Facebook group as well. But uh, anyway, and Chris, thank you for your support because you're always there to support us when we're uh, when we're putting one of these things together. Oh, you're welcome, and it's always glad to to, to see those uh, pictures and, and uh, the smiles on the kids' faces. And no, congratulations on that. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to hear about the school we got uh, coming up. Uh, Barb Johnson uh, is the principal for Brown Elementary. Uh, they're in Byron Center, Michigan, and, you know, they've had the program since 2008, Keith. So, wow. you know, they've been going at this a long time, and so I'll let you... Uh, well, she's more uh, of a veteran than I am. That's that's really something. Well, uh, Barb Johnson, uh, welcome to Watch Dogs Radio. We're glad to have you. I know you're laughing at us about our winter conversation. <laughs> I am, kind of. It is fun to hear your stories, though. I like to know that... Uh, you uh, get excited about snow, too, because we love snow in Michigan, and we do have a lot, and it's very, very cold, but we are in school today, and uh, but it's fun to hear your story, so thanks for sharing that. Yeah, it, it's uh, negative one here today, but it, that's negative one Celsius. Oh, <laughs> sure. Yeah, we're about 20, but 
But do to have a cold, uh, colder day like we, we're breaking records, so that's fun too. It makes us feel like we're very strong. Exactly. Uh, a hearty bunch of people up there, that, that's hearty for bunch. sure. That's what we are, so, you bet. Yep. So, Barb, tell us about your program. Uh, I understand you know, uh, you're actually more of a veteran at Watch Dogs than I am, so, uh, so sure. let's hear how, how you guys got started. Absolutely. I'll never forget the day. Um, I was in my office, and I had a parent um, that was shopping around looking for schools, and they came to my school, and they were asking me a lot of like interview types of questions, and so I was answering them, and then I took the family on a tour, and then the father said to me, so if I agree to send my children here, he said, if I decide that this is the place, would you be interested in a watchdog dad program? And I said, well, tell me more. And so he explained it to me, and I thought, wow, that sounds very good. I said, I would love to start that program here. And uh, he did agree and, and decide to choose um, Brown Elementary for his children. And so true to my word, we just got together and uh, we planned out how he would begin this uh, initiative. And so we just hit the ground running right in that fall, and we have not stopped ever since. And I personally don't know what we would do without our watchdog dads because it's just become so integral to who we are, and it's part of our program, and we just plan on them. and come to expect that we're going to see happy, friendly fathers around all the time. So it's a real blessing here to Brown, that's for sure. Well, and it's interesting to see how it becomes a tradition. Uh, you know, I have yeah. guys now come up to me, you know, even over the summer and say, you know, when is the calendar going to be up? When is volunteer spot going to be set up? When are we going to be ready to go? And it's just great to see the uh, the acceptance in the community and the, the, you know, like I said, it becomes a tradition. You know, this was my last uh, Donuts with Dad, my last official Watchdogs event because my uh, my daughter's in fifth grade and I get to graduate from Pickett's Mill this year, and okay. um, you know of course we're going to have the uh, you know field day. Uh, it, it's not a Watchdogs event, but we have a you know a big part in that. We have you know Watchdogs Water World where of course everybody goes home. Uh, let's say nobody's dry when they go home after our field day and the Watchdogs get done. But we have a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Yeah. What type of um, well, first of all, what's your student population? And then uh, after that, what are the uh, launch events? How do you run your launch events? Yeah. Well, we have a 527 kids here, K through 4. And so then what our watchdog dads do is they spend the whole day here. And many of them pick their families or the child's birthday or some day close to that or sometimes just when they can get off from work. But they have come to plan on this every year. And then they're with us the whole day, so they help me greet the kids in the morning when the kids get off the bus. And then what they do is go through the whole day with us, joining the kindergartners, the first graders, second, third, and fourth, all different classes, including, of course, their child's own class. And then they go out on the playground and play with us, and then they have lunch with us. And so they do all the day's routine, and then that just allows them that when they go home at night, they can uh, at dinner that night they can really understand their child's life and the routine and the structure and who the people are and so they love having those conversations are just richer cuz they understand what is it like to eat in the cafeteria and what's it like mm-hmm. to go through the lunchroom and what games are the kids playing on the playground and sure. what do first graders do and then boy <laughs> it's a big difference to hear what fourth graders do so it's um they love the variety of the day and they love uh, being in all the different grade levels it helps them to understand how kids grow and learn and uh, so we have 
incorporated a fall kind of kickoff when they can come in and put the date down on that calendar that you just mentioned, mm-hmm. and they can pick the birthdays that they need. And, and then that starts us off, and then we do have the donuts with Dad as well, and then we turn to them for anything and everything. So when we have our field day, we'll uh, call them or ask them first if they would be willing to help us, and invariably they say, you bet, and they'll mm-hmm. help us with any activities that we uh, do at night with the kids or um, volunteer wow. well, work. It sounds like a textbook watchdogs program. That's, yeah. that's for sure. Do you have any uh, you know, any special stories? Any any real sure heartwarming do. stories yeah, that I do. Uh, make a difference? Yeah, I quote my watchdog dads a lot in my little newsletters that I send home because I love to just chat with them and hear you know what is their career and if I can encourage the kids about learning about that career with a watchdog dad, whatever that might be. But I like chatting with them in the day, and then I hear quotes from them. But then in turn, I will share the quotes that the kids give me. And I had one just probably about 10 days ago. I was in the hallway with the watchdog dad and their their child, and their child just very spontaneously came out of their classroom, and it was time to go home, ran up to their dad, gave him a big hug, and said, I just love it when you're my watchdog dad. And just it was so genuine and real, and the the kids are just so proud. They just beam with joy to have their dad there, and it just makes them feel so important. And they just walk with confidence that day. And it's just it's just a highlight of uh, of weeks. So they'll tell me weeks in advance. My dad's going to be a watchdog. My dad's going to be a watchdog. And I said, okay, I'll be waiting. And sure. uh, so that is fun to hear and to see that love expressed. And then mm-hmm. also just on. Our journey, we have been through a major renovation in the last two years, and uh-huh. we could not have done that without our watchdog dads. We had to pack up our whole school, and we had wow. to have this construction through the school year, and our watchdog dads, whenever they would see a box, they would just you know bring it to the um, storage room for us, and they just all oh, are an extra set of hands, so you can wow. feel their support. Wow, yeah. that's great. Well, we are talking with... Uh, Barb Johnson of Brown Elementary in uh, Byron Center, Michigan. We're running into our break now, but Barb, thank you sure. so much for joining us. And You're thank you welcome. For My story. pleasure, and thank you for having a great All right. Well, we will be back in just a few minutes with our special guest, Azim Kamisa. Hey, guys. I know you watched the Super Bowl. It was a great game with two great teams. But it doesn't matter if you were for the Pats or the Hawks. Did you notice the common thread among the commercials? Two automakers, a software company, and even a soap company stood up to promote father engagement. You know, there's a great nationwide trend of fathers stepping up to be there for their kids. Did you know that we are on track to see over 400,000 fathers and father figures serve as watchdogs? at over 4,500 local schools in our country this school year. Call your kid's school and see if a watchdogs program is available. If not, ask your principal to go to fathers.com slash watchdogs or call 888-540-DOGS. You can also join our Facebook group, like our Watchdogs Facebook page, or find us at Watchdogs Radio on Twitter. This message is brought to you by the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center for Fathering. Hey guys, I want you to think back to the time when you were in school. Chances are, if your dad showed up at school, you weren't having a good day. 
Can you imagine if your father or father figure had taken just one day off from work in a positive way to support you and spend it with you at school during your whole kindergarten through senior year? Just one day. Can you imagine what a memory that would be for you today? Well, those are the kind of memories we're creating now for our kids. Through the Watchdogs program, the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center for Fathering is active in over 4,500 schools in 46 states. This year, 200,000 guys will take a day off from work and volunteer at their local school. If you want to find out about how to bring this program to your school, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Or call the Watchdogs National Office at 888-540-DOGS. This message has been brought to you by Watchdogs, the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center for Fathering and this station. Hi, this is Morgan Freeman. Has anyone ever said you are the picture of health? You look healthy, you feel fine, but that may not be the full picture. Colorectal cancer is the second leading cancer killer of men and women over 50. Since it doesn't always cause symptoms, you may not know you have it. The only way to know is by getting screened. Screening can find precancerous polyps so they can be removed before they turn into cancer. This is one cancer you can prevent. Plus, screening can find colorectal cancer at an early stage when the chance for a full recovery is very high. Talk with your doctor and get tested for colorectal cancer. Medicare and many insurance plans help pay for screening. Get screened. Make sure you are the picture of health. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. You're listening to Watch Dogs Radio. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is episode number 126. We are live coming to you from the Watchdogs Radio Studio in Atlanta, Georgia, and the Watchdogs National Office in Springdale, Arkansas. This is Keith Shoemaker, and I am on the line with my good friend, Chris Dannenauer. It was great to hear from uh, Barb Johnson up there in Michigan talking about their Watchdogs program, how successful that uh, that they've been up there since uh, since 2008. Wow, that's uh, they, they've been at it for a while. That's for sure. Well, uh, well, Chris, I wanted to uh, bring on our very special guest. You know, this past October we had the opportunity to have the Watchdogs uh, National PTA Male Engagement Conference here in Atlanta, and they brought in some amazing speakers and uh and a couple of them of course you know stood stood way out in my mind and one man who was very impressive to me was uh Dr. Azim Kamisa now uh, we're going to hear his story in just a couple of seconds here but uh but I got to tell you if you're not familiar with his story and we only have a, a unfortunately just a few minutes here but uh but definitely look up this story and and look up the uh Tariq Kamisa Foundation because it is a very very impressive story. Uh Azim, I want to welcome you to Watchdogs Radio. Thank you for uh, taking the time to join us today. My pleasure, Keith. Nice to be on your show. Well, I I wanted to uh offer you the opportunity to come on to the show because I was uh, I was so impressed with your presentation at the conference. And uh, I just really wanted to get a chance to talk to you and uh, and hear a little bit about it, your story. Um, so let's go back to um, you were a, a international investment banker, very successful, worldwide traveler, um, and 
all of a sudden, as, as this, this tremendous amount of success you had, all of a sudden your world came uh, suddenly to a halt. And uh, you want to tell us a little bit about your story and, and, and kind of give us where, where we've come from? Sure, Keith. Uh, yes, uh, as you said, that was exactly 20 years ago, January 21st of 1995, which wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son, who was a student at San Diego State University, an art student, and uh, working on weekends to make some extra money for college uh, as a pizza delivery man, was lured to a bogus address in San Diego, um, by a youth gang and was accosted by four youth gang members. Mm-hmm. And um, in a gang initiation uh, ritual, uh, three of the four kids were 14 year old, and the leader of the gang was an 18 year old who handed a 9 millimeter handgun to a 14 year old and gave mm-hmm. him the order Busting Bones. Bones was his gang nickname. Mm-hmm. And he fired around. Uh, my son was in the car trying to leave the scene of the crime, mm. but didn't make it. Unfortunately, it was one round, but it was fatal. Mm. And uh, Tariq died, uh, you know, drowning in his own blood a couple of minutes after he was shot in front of an apartment building where they lured him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and he it's was just... 20 years old. So it, wow, it's it just so um, so hard to imagine that you know to lose you know such a promising young man so in such a violent way, but to be able to to look at that, I mean, I know um, I know I can only imagine what kind of grief you felt, but to be able to to come out on the other end the way you did is just fascinating to me. Yes. I uh, fortunately made uh, the right choice back there, but you know I went through the emotional turpitude you could expect a parent to go through. But at the end, I, I saw that there were victims at both ends of the gun. I saw that my son was the victim of the 14-year-old. I saw him as a victim of our society because you know we have a tremendous problem with youth gangs. At- Atlanta is also similar to every other city in the United States. And it has uh, gotten out of hand, and I recognize that, uh, you know, hanging the kid who killed my son from the highest pole would not improve society. And I decided that the enemy was not the kid who killed my son, but the societal forces that force many young people to join gangs for all the wrong reasons and then Mm -hmm. to prove themselves to the gangs, they act in acts of violence. So nine months after he died, I formed the Tariq Kanisa Foundation, which is named after my son. And our mission is to stop kids from killing kids by breaking the cycle of youth violence. And we essentially have three mandates. Our first and foremost is to save lives of kids Mm -hmm. because we lose way too many on a daily basis. And these kids that we lose are very, very young, Mm -hmm. like my son. Our second mandate is to, you know, empower the right choices so they don't end up in lives of gangs and guns and alcohol and drugs. Mm-hmm. And our third mandate is to teach the principles of nonviolence because violence is a learned behavior. No child was born violent. If you accept that as a truism, nonviolence can also be a learned behavior. And soon after I started the foundation, I reached out to the grandfather and guardian of my son's killer, 
mm-hmm. with the attitude that we both lost a child. My son died, and he lost his grandson to the adult prison system in California. In fact, the kid, his name is Tony, was the first 14-year-old to be tried as an adult. And I told my grandfather, I'm not here screaming revenge or retribution. Rather, I'm here in the spirit of compassion and forgiveness. While I cannot bring my son back from the dead, while you cannot get your grandson out of prison, the one thing you and I can do is to make sure other kids in our community don't end up dead like my son or end up in prison like your grandson. Mm -hmm. And he was very quick uh, to take my hand of forgiveness. And fast forward 20 years later, we're still together. And we've uh, uh, we've created five different programs that we do in middle schools called the safe school model, and uh, we are successfully now keeping kids away from gangs and guns and violence. With the grace of God, uh, this work has been very successful. You heard me talk about that at the male engagement Mm -hmm. conference. Exactly, and of course what we talk about uh, on a regular basis is the, you know, some of the society's problems is just the fact that you know we need stronger father figures you know we heard at the at the previous conference one of the speakers said something that i that still echoes in my mind is that you know gangs are nothing more than boys trying to teach each other to be men because no one else will and it it's just it's a cycle that that continues to to repeat itself you know i've worked in the inner city of atlanta for you know over 24 years now and right. it, it's just a shame when you see, but it's just a bright spot to see organizations like yours that are working to bring male role models into the, the lives of these kids to let them know that, you know, it's not a endless cycle. It's not, a, exactly. it's not inescapable. Absolutely. I think for a man to become a man, he needs to see a man. Unfortunately, you know, the men that they sometimes see are older but not elders. And I think exactly. that it is important that like an organization like dogs, you know, most of your members are elders and that's what the grandfather is. That's what I am. Mm-hmm. And we encourage the kids that they need, sometimes they don't have uh, elders in their lives. They have elders, but some elders probably are worse for them because they teach them all the wrong stuff. Mm-hmm. that we very much encourage them to have elders in their lives. It may not sometimes be in their families, but there's always a teacher or a pastor or a mentor or an uncle or a grandfather that can uh, uh, lead them the right way. But we really emphasize that, you know, for a man to become a man, they need to have a role model like you just mentioned. Exactly. But the role model needs to be an elder, not an older Exactly. Now, you mentioned your programs. Uh, are, are the programs primarily in middle schools? Is that who you speak to mostly? Yeah. And, and yeah. how would somebody access that? Basically, the, as you mentioned, the website, tkf.org, TarikKamisaFoundation.org, we actually have the program called Ending the Cycle of Violence. It is six DVDs. We teach six principles of nonviolence, and there is a DVD on each of these principles, and we've created a curriculum of 33 exercises. We have exercises on empathy, on compassion, on forgiveness, which is a big part of our story on peacemaking, on choice-making. So each of these six principles we teach are coupled with five or six exercises, and the exercises are very easy for teachers to do because they are very well organized 
where actually you see a DVD, which is good for kids because they're really multimedia conscious anyway. Then mm -hmm. there is a theme. There's an icebreaker. There is a theme. There's a lesson, and there's a homework, and then there is sharing. So when you do this entire class, it very re reinforces these principles, and um, and it's very reasonable. You can get it for under $150. Uh, the Discovery Education spent a half a million dollars in helping develop this ending the cycle of violence curriculum, and they're happy to you know have people that are interested to email me uh, azim at tkf.org, and I'll be able to link them where they can actually purchase one of these programs for their schools. Now, I speak worldwide. I, in 2014, I gave 107 presentations hmm. in schools wow. uh, all over the world. I was in Australia, Europe twice, Canada, Hawaii, you know, several trips, reached about 20,000 kids. Uh, uh, in, in the world and another 10,000 adults kind of like yourself that work with kids uh, both That's the ones impressive. that are challenging and the ones that are going to be leaders in our community well thank you so much for joining us uh, Azim Kamisa with the uh, Tariq Kamisa Foundation uh, their organization's webpage is tkf.org if you can take a look at that learn more about this a uh, great man, the great work that he's doing together with uh, Ples Felix, who is uh, Tony Hicks' grandfather. So uh, once again, Azim, thank you so much for joining us on Watch Dogs Radio. Today. You're welcome, too. Thanks for inviting me. All right, so be sure to join us next week on Watch Dogs Radio. Thank you for joining us in another edition of Watch Dogs Radio. Watchdogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center for Fathering. For more information on the Watchdogs program and how to bring this great program to your school, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Remember, the only schools that don't have a Watchdogs program are the ones that just don't know enough about us. And now for Eric and Chris and the staff at the Watchdogs National Office in Springdale, this is Keith Shoemaker. Be sure to join us next week. Have a great week. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.